I don't know exactly why it happened. Maybe it was the tone of his father's voice. But all at once, I understood how Clark was feeling. How the whole world was resting on his shoulders and maybe, just maybe, they weren't big enough to carry the load. A Superman for All Seasons. Story by Jeff Loeb. Art by Tim Sale. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh, and with me is my red undies on the outside, impervious to bullets, the one, the only. It's a bird, it's a plane. No, I'm just joking. It's me, Travis Rath. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I dive deep into graphic novels or trades, or on some episodes we talk about like what's going on in the world of nerddom. Uh, we call those variant editions, but this episode, folks, you are on the first real episode of the super summer first super summer i guess we did a kickoff last yeah. episode but this is the first book of that, Superman that was summer. us when we were on krypton now like we have landed yes. on earth we have we are enjoying our powers given to us by the the sun uh and so we are here to talk superman uh this summer now, well, now I'm, Travis I'm glad I, you mentioned that summer, you uh, I, yeah. I, I you know i love to cut you off uh especially here yeah. I, I do want to have this short little psa we are not okay. Uh, we are not promoting going out in the sun for extended periods of time. No, uh, no, no, no. You, no, you that's need to bad. take precautions. You, you are not. You might feel like a Superman, and I hope everyone does feel like Superman at some points of their life. Correct. But you do not have the same powers as Superman, and you do need some UV protection. Just want right. to make that like, clear. I know you're playing Tony Hawk. You're listening to Goldfinger, and you're like, "I'm a Superman," and you're going out into the <laughs> into the sun. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, Josh, if only I was taller. Just a half million dollars, it'd be perfect. But every summer, Travis and I like pick a theme to have our summer books because you know it's summertime. Some some summertime. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure out what. You know what? What to read as our summer reads? And this year we settled on Superman. Superman, Superman, soup. soup uh, we Superman, had a really Superman. long Superman, Superman, Superman. Uh, we had a big long discussion on it. So you go back and listen to that episode before this if you missed it. As we're talking about why Superman, what do we think we want to find out as we read Superman? But this episode we are reading Superman for all seasons uh, by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Um, it is a graphic novel collection of the single issues of Superman for all seasons, uh, which is four, I think, oversized books yeah. as they talk prestige, about the seasons yeah. of yeah, prestige format. 1998. Books. Uh, yes, 1998, going back in time. And I want to talk about that date because I don't think it feels like 1998. We're going to, we're going to, I want to, I want to talk about that with you as, as we read this, but we read this, uh, Jeff Loeb, Tim sale, great Tim's, you know, this Tim sale we've read, um, Spider-Man, Tim sale. We read a Batman, uh, long Halloween, both of those done by Tim sale and, uh, Jeff Loeb. Um, and so we are reading this one. This is our kickoff book, Travis, 
before we started the podcast, you're like, which one did you read? Cause we have four books that we're reading. Um, so pulling back the curtain, why now that you've read it, why is this a good kickoff book? Why do you think this is a good kickoff? Book? Well, a couple of reasons. One is you do, I, I, it's not a, this isn't a reboot, right? This is a, a attended four issue kind of, I don't know, almost, I want to say a re- refresher, like a, a, a recalibration. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're coming out of a weird time for Superman in 98. Uh, <laughs> he's had mullets. He's been electric. He's dead. Uh, and so it's like, who is Superman? Who is, who yeah. is, who even is Superman? And I feel like this is just an attempt to be like, oh, guys, this is kind of the, the touchstones of what Superman is. And we kind right. of follow the young uh, Clark Kent from boyhood into his first years as Superman. So while not like the traditional origin story, it does paint that grand landscape of his foundations uh, as a superhero. Who is he? What makes him tick? If I, so this book, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to dive right in this, this book really is the origin story of Superman, right? It goes through essentially a season of Superman's life, so to speak, right? Not exactly, but we're going right through this idea of there are four books, spring, fall, winter, summer, right? And we're going through the seasons of Superman, kind of really figuring out who he is. Um, through and- third-person third narration from four different characters, one different character per season. Which is a really interesting, it's a really interesting way to frame it, right? Because we're not hearing from Superman. We're kind of hearing everybody else's kind of take on Superman. Yeah, so let's start there. Um, because Tim yeah. Sta- uh, reading an interview uh, that Tim Sale, uh, a quote from Tim Sale about this, uh, no, excuse me, Jeff Loeb about this book and writing it. He said he knew he wasn't originally going to have narration in it, but he also knew that he, he didn't want to narrate a Superman. He said it just felt too weird to be in like this icon's head and then assume his thoughts. So, mm. okay, uh, then, I like that. So, it was doing that um, uh, first person narration, but from four different narrators, which allows you to get at like four different aspects of who Superman is, right? The son, yeah, yeah, the, the colleague, the you know, all that, which we'll talk about, the rival. Um, but I think that that is something that we were talking about in our kick out. Uh, kickstart episode where we're like i don't like how do you even it must be intimidating to write superman right you know it's not like batman where there's so many different takes on it everyone can't get with their get their hands on it there's something this isn't the first time i've heard a creator talk about this there's something very intimidating about superman in particular that even the most creative talented writers are like i i don't know i don't i don't i don't know if i'm if i could do that Right. I I think it's because Superman is this massively iconic character who's had stories forever. Right. And, and when we look back and we talked about this early on, that Superman is really this serial character designed to tackle whatever, you know, (coughs) otherworldly giant monster every week. Right. This very big, larger than life thing that he has to fight. And so I think it's daunting to humanize a character like this. I think it's daunting to kind of make him relatable. Um, And I think when you're going to tell this refresher story, because you you mentioned that that's what this feels like. It doesn't, it's not a reboot. 
right? There's nothing fundamentally different about this starting point. And it's not it's as not though this, worlds, re- you know, right. And it's not as though this restarts the Superman book. Right. Right. It's not like this is the first four issues of a new writer on action comics, right? Like doing his piece of it. What we're getting is sort of a, one of the things that we get from Batman all the time is a book that's just about Superman. We're just getting this glimpse into him. You could, it's not Elseworlds because it's not as though it's, it's treating characters differently, but you can feel it's out. It's not necessarily the same continuity, right? It's not the same thing. Like, so it's giving this, this ability to kind of tell a story in a tell a familiar story, but kind of reset. And I guess hint at what you think are the most important parts of the Superman story. Because it's not even like, I wouldn't even consider this a story. There's no like real plot to it. There is a couple of plot points that are probably the weaker part of the story. It feels like a love letter to the idea of Superman. Right. It feels like like a hangout movie, like days to confused or once upon a time in Hollywood, (laughs) except there's just less weed. Right. And it does it because it's not as though it ends and you get this giant arc. We're just seeing Superman over time. We're seeing him become who he is. And we're seeing each of the players in the Superman story become who they are. Right. 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 So it's it's less about like, here's your big bad. Here's the solution. Here's this thing. And it's more about let's take a peek inside each of the heads of people who are prominent Superman characters. Right. So let's let's, 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 let's go play around let's, in that. Let's space. go through these one by yeah. one. So the first one is Spring. It's Pa Kent narrating it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's we this is where we get uh Superman and the youngest he is in in the uh, uh this series. And this yeah. this seems to be a lot about Pa Kent uh watching Clark come into his powers and at first being a little unsure of like is he going to be okay? Right. And how do I, have I taught him well enough? Right. Cause that's yeah. that theme at the beginning. Like, have we taught him well enough? Yeah. And then he has, he is a little bit more like, I, I, I can't be sure it can't go any way. And, uh, Martha Kent, Martha Kent, uh, is, uh, the one who's kind of Martha. like, no, we did. We did. He's going to be fine. Like it's Clark. It's Clark. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, but like all this power and like, uh, there's this one point they're like, do you think he can hear us? I'm like, no, he's on the other side of the house. And like, we can't hear us. And you cut to Clark sitting he's totally, in bed. totally listening. Oh yeah. God. And I just started thinking about like, well, if he can hear them talking. Uh, I, I, this has all those hallmarks of the beginning of a Superman movie, mm-hmm. right? This is that piece you see, but I mean, some of them start, and they often start with like the alien world Superman being sent as Krypton destroys, right? Cause you have to be able to tell that story, but then we lock into that montage of young Superman, no matter what iteration of it you get, whether it's Richard Donner or you get the, the thing that we're talking about on the next ep- our variant episode, the uh, cartoon, or you get the version, um, like the Smallville Superman version, right? Zero, like, the one we read. Yeah, or Superman, uh, the the Man of Steel, the Snyder one, right? Like mm. you get that, you get that piece, you get that. Okay, now we got to show him at home. What's what's the struggle like, or what does it feel like to be this sort of like character who struggles with? I have the power to save people. Do I do it? The football scene. 
classic Superman. Yeah. Right. Like this idea that he could have been the best football player in the world ever, but his dad is like, Oh, Clark, you're showing off, right? Don't do that. Right. You got to be better. You know, you have something that no one else has and you can't use that to blah, 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 blah. And that right there, you're, you're getting these lessons. And I feel like these are always written in a way that like, I wish my father taught me that. That's why I was was thinking about you when I was reading this one, you know, when you read Superman, you know, at a certain age, you, you read it, you're like, oh, like, I, like, uh, what a interesting to have a world of possibility in front of you and to have talents and to have weaknesses and how you're going to navigate it and the pitfalls of expectations. However, I was wondering at this side, when you, when you watch the Superman origin and quote story, like how much of like that Paul and Martha Kent now, cause you're a parent, do you connect yeah. with, is it, do you find like that to be the most rewarding relationships in Superman books to you? Cause it is, they, I, I think they, I, in this one, they do write that really well. It is written really well. I think they, I think that those are the questions you have, right? Like I have a, a kid now who just graduated from college, right? And you hope that they are going to go into the world and do right things. And I have had that conversation with my own wife, like, Hey, did we do the, did we do a good job? Did we, mm-hmm. did we do what we were supposed to do? Ultimately you could maybe do the best job ever and they'll still make mistakes. So they'll still make decisions and all those things. But you know, you do have those conversations as parents. You have those conversations mm-hmm. like, okay, did we do everything we needed to do? Did we tre- did we teach them right? Did we did we instill certain values with that person as they make decisions? Um, I think the relationship with Pa and and Clark in this it's a really good. It's a it's probably one of the best written pieces in here. It's not the most exciting, no, yeah, right yeah, out yeah. of the four seasons. But I think it's that sort of relationship and the molding of Superman, who that will be is probably one of the most interesting or well-written parts. It, it's on my, it's on my watch list too. Remember we talked about going into the summer things that we thought we wanted to discover things that we wanted to be surprised yeah. by. So one of the things I'm looking at right now, uh, starting with this one where I'm like, keep my eye out through these books is Ma and Pa Kent's role. And are they really the founding cornerstone of Superman? Are they really the heroes in a lot of ways of Superman? Because of those first 18 years, like without yeah. those two, there is no essential core of what Superman is, which well, you, from this, we've world, read Red Sun. Yeah, right. We've read Red Sun. And so you see, it just takes a different upbringing. And then Superman's a completely different That's true. Person, That's right? true. But it's a sense of and, I, and I'm, I'm just thinking in the moment here when, I, when I'm coming off of with this book, I really want to do is Superman. We're trying to figure out what is Superman at its core if you had to write it. Small town boy. Now, that seems very obvious yeah. from Smallville, yeah. but the idea of, okay, what is small town boy? What, what is that? What ideas does that encapsulate? Like what, what goes along with that small town story? Like the Tom Sawyer, yeah. the, you know, what is, what, what, what do readers love about these small? Or you can even think of the idea of like country mouse and city mouse, right? Like he's country mouse that. and Lois Lane, yeah, they use- Lois Lane is city mouse, right? Yeah. Like that you get that whole, that whole thing of like, he is a transplant within a transplant story, right? So you could really lean on that as a writer and you could lean into the, well, he's a transplant because he's an alien. Now he's on earth, right? And he has to struggle with the idea of what these powers are and what that means. But then you can add another layer of like, he's just a small town boy and he's moved to Metropolis and do his, do his values and do his like ideas and the way he treats other people. Does that, cross stand the up. line yeah. does it stand up does it stand up in yeah. that 
Um, and I think like that's what you get a lot of in this is, you know, early on those conversations as a, as Superman, right? Like he tells that little, little boy, my mom made it for me, right? Like his suit, yeah. <laughs> like, that little kid's like, Hey, cool suit. Well, I mean, like, Thanks. It, my mom made it. For I know me. in a lot right? of ways, just a polite young man. In a lot of ways, in a lot of stories, just the small town environment is just a metaphor for childhood innocence anyways, you know, like whatever yeah. it is, like Maycomb, Alabama or, or, uh, you know, Smallville, uh, Kansas. Uh, and um, when you look at it that way, it's this sense of, I think that does go back to my argument on like, because not everyone had that small town childhood, meaning a good, magical, well-raised, moral-filled right. childhood. Um, and so I, I might be, I'm, I'm going to be tracking this. Ma Pa Kent, the real Superman and Superwoman of... <laughs> Of the story. <laughs> uh, so let's move on. I, I to, can, okay, I can appreciate it. Yeah. Let's move the on to summer. Season, season two, our summer, right? The summer is uh, from the perspective of who? Zoe Deschanel. It's called 500 Days of yes. Summer. It was a weird break <laughs> in this issue. I think it was it foreshadowing. Um, uh, so we, we've got Lois Lane, right? Yeah. Lois Lane is the focal point of here. She gets to look at as like her rival. You get to see the tale through the eyes of a reporter. Yeah, and I think that's means, a really interesting way to city. frame it. Yeah. Where, yes. what, what does he mean to Metropolis? Yeah. And so I think, again, we move from like the next core of who Superman is, right? Like we, we look at his core of like how he was developed as a young man. And then we look at another character through the eyes of Lois Lane, but that character of Metropolis, how he interacts with the city, what does that look like? And so you're getting another piece of the overall Superman story, mm -hmm. right? Like here's the next big important piece of Superman is Metropolis. Yeah. And it's a lot of, um, uh, she goes, hits on this a couple of times. Like he could do anything he wants, yet he chooses to be a hero. Yeah. Which is which another is a... big touchstone of Superman. Like you said just right. earlier, he could have been the best football player in the world, yeah. but because of the heroes of the story, Mom and Pa Kent, he knows that that's not the case. And like, and it's just, it seems like so obvious when you're a kid. Yeah, you got powers, you do good things. But as you get, an, yeah. as you become an adult in this world, you realize, yeah, that's probably not where 90% of the people who had that would go to. We'd like to think yeah. you would, but you'd probably be using right. it for your own gains, at least in some right. ways. Right, and he... And she start this this section starts off. Jeff Jeff Loeb writes this section, uh, starting with like Lois talking about, look, I've written about this stuff forever. People are terrible. We kill each other, and no one sticks their necks out for anybody except there's this one guy, this Superman, who sticks his neck out for everybody. And it's this, and it's narrated over him, like just flying through the city and then seeing this missile coming at it and stopping the missile. And it's quite a like, it's a really it's a it's a great sort of intro framing device again, right? Like you mentioned that Jeff Loeb didn't really want to write the he didn't really want to write the narration, but this whole section, I mean, this book isn't what it is if it's not for the narration, narration. right? Like and the different you get a you get a completely different story out of this if you're not seeing it through the eyes of each of these people, right? And I think Lois is the most, I think out of all of them, I think the two middle ones, Lois in, in, in uh, Lex Luthor, Luthor, who we'll talk about next, have the best dialogue. 
I think the first one is probably, I, I think the first story is kind of the most well-written relationship, right? Because it is really about a relationship uh, between people. And this one by Lois, she seems to be telling like a really, a, a really interesting story about who the core of Superman is. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I think I disagree. Like what my personal favorite one is Lana at the end, but we'll, we'll, we'll okay. talk about this one, but we'll this, is a, this, is okay. a well, this is a well-written one too. And it does, and it gets you that Lois. Lois still has a personality. It's you know, that classic, you know, like a uh, hard nosed reporter, um, right? With principles and a code. I know. I know that. I don't think reporters have those things anymore. But uh, this was a '98, uh, so we were still coming. The internet had not uh, corrupted journalism completely. Well, you just so you just said this is 1998, right? You just said that, but this feels like it was not written in 1998. Right. You were saying you were going to want to talk about it, that, yeah. This whole story feels like a love letter to early Superman, and it feels very much like it wasn't written after Doomsday Mullet Superman. It feels like it was written um, maybe late 70s, early 80s, before we get that Dark Knight stuff, right? Before we get these superheroes have to be brooding and more real, and you you can't have the shiny, nice underwear on the outside Superman who's standing up for, you know, truth and justice, right? Mm -hmm. Like this feels like an old written book with, with modern writing style, but the, the, the core of it feels like a much older story. Yeah. It feels bigger. It feels like epic in a simple way, right? Right. Like we're not reinventing storytelling structure or beats like I said, there's not much of a plot here. It just feels like, hmm, I don't know, n- noble in its attempt to reach back to what the core of a classic Superman story right. would be. It it almost feels like here's my college thesis on why Superman is an important character. Yeah, it's a it's almost like a cover song of one of those early books, you know? But, like, we're not adding anything yeah. to it. We're just going to do a, a real clean cover. We're not putting a person that we're just like, hey, let's try to sing this song as closely as we can to the originals. <laughs> or explain to people why this song is important. Right. right. It feels very much like... Have you heard Don McLean's Bye Bye American Pie? The, 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 you might have forgotten because it's just so ubiquitous that how great of a song it is. But let's slow it down and play it for you like this. Bye. Like, bye. and we really want you to listen, right? We really want you. We really want you to find out why it's important. So then we move um, to so, to fall. Uh, yeah. We have Lex Luthor and his kind of metaphor as he's doing it. It's like he says his is like a love story between a man and a city, right? Yeah. Uh, and I like that aspect of it because that applies to both Superman and Metropolis and Lex Luthor and Metropolis, right? Right, and I. It, I love like during this, during all of these, Lex Luthor's hair just gets like shorter, like gets balder and balder yeah, yeah. during this whole this whole run. I just wanted to mention that because there's he's just fat, I'm dumpy flipping. Lex Luthor as well in the shower. Yeah, I kind it's it's a kind of a, a wonderful portrayal of Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. right? Like not the sort of like powerful rich man, but very much 1998, very Trumpy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. The, the hair a little bit from the Gene Trumpy. Hackman stuff too, a little bit, if you <laughs> yeah. were to continue to play it. But yeah, I, I thought this, I thought his narration, I like the whole idea of the love letter city. I, this is where you get a little bit of a, a continuation from the previous issue with, there's this woman who becomes like this toxin 
villain yes. kind of and is unwittingly duped into chemically poisoning the city through Lex. And that is really like the only kind of arc of a here's my evil plot. Oh, it got foiled. Which would be like right, I, four issue in a series. If this was an ongoing series, like Toxin would be like a four issue arc. Right. So what this feels like is <clears throat> this feels like you could plot this as your first Superman movie. You wouldn't do the narration because that would be weird, but you could use the beats of this to really tell your Superman movie, except Toxin feels very B-level for this mm. story. Yeah. Right? It feels very like... Huh. Mortal Kombat, okay. like, like is this this is like this is where nine this is where you see a little ninety eight, I think. Well, I I like the idea of like someone poisoned the city and he has to solve that thing. Like, <clears throat> that's good, but it's like the superheroine, like the supervillainess uh, toxin. Like, that's the part that's you could take that out and just say like she's an obsessed scientist. And I don't think you need to do the whole like costume name and her like, and you, costume. But you call me Toxin. He's like, okay, Toxin. <laughs> right. Like, I don't think you need to do that. But I think the rest of it would be, would fit kind of as Luther being this evil person. But it doesn't feel big enough to be a movie. Yeah. Right. Um, but it works well in here. And man, that Toxin costume, can we, that is a, that is an outfit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It does, not fit, a, does not fit in with the small town aesthetics. It does not. And like, he's like picking her up and just yeah, yeah. flying around. I'm like, oh, watch your hands. This is, this is a lawsuit. Superman. Yeah. Um, I would say that that's the only part that toxin piece, that whole thing feels very Frank Miller. Yeah. It, it does. It, it feels, feels like, like Dark Knight Return, like the one of those little subplots that would get picked up later briefly, like the Nazi woman in there who comes back yeah, in. Or like and I that. would say like the the outfit and just the sort of like the pastiche of it all feels very Dark Knight Returns, yeah. right? It's like, he. I mean, he is he is playing, and, and maybe it's not quite the cover song of like, we're just covering Don, we're, we're covering just American Pie, but what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to write a song that has all the people oh, like, here's a little credence Clearwater, right? Yeah, we're going to yeah, start yeah. off with a little credence and then we're going to roll into this. And Oh, don't forget. Here's, you know, here's our Beatles. You riff, Black Sabbath. Oh, whoa, whoa. Black Sabbath doesn't really fit with Tom McClain and the hey, Beatles. It's just nope, a little here's bit off. One. <laughs> yeah, nope. Yeah. But like, wait a minute. Dun, 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 right? oh, and then they go same big genre, but not, not the, the sub genre we're working in here. <laughs> but, it, but it's an interesting way. Cause when you look at it that way, it does really feel like he's taking all of these pieces of not just Superman, but of comics in general, right? Like that, that whole section, even the art style a little bit feels almost dark Knight returns. Um, I mean, the coloring, on this is Dark Knight Returns, right? right? That's what it feels. It, it's not that. It's that watercolor sort of for, feel for this. The the, the colorist uh, one an eyeser for this. Who is this? This is. Uh, oh, I didn't say his name at the beginning, but um, that's right. Uh, but it is it it is very much a, Bjorn Hansen. Um, Hansen. Bjorn Hansen. Bjorn, Bjarni. Um, but it is very much. That part is probably the part of the whole story that feels the most off. Yeah. Right. But what it shows you is it shows you that Lex the one, Lex is the one who's not going to get his hands dirty. Right. It shows you this sort of like behind the scenes Lex Luthor the bad guy. The, yes, the manipulation of it all. So it gives you that part of it. Um, 
Then we go into... And, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, like, you even have the lightning strikes that are very Dark Knight Returns in that whole section. Oh, it feels see. like uh, it's probably pay, digital 170 or 129. 129 and 130. Oh, and this book did feel, not feel as, as long as the pages it has in there. This went by really quick. Yeah. Um. So we get Lex, then we get Winter. Our la like our last part of the story with Lana. So here's mm -hmm. here's kind of what I liked about this one. Like so, like we said, yeah. we we haven't like read a lot of Superman, but now that I'm going through stuff, I'm like, I think I've seen more. I think I've seen between seeing and and reading and stuff like that. I think I have, but I'm still. I knew Lana Lane is a character. Lana Lang is a character in it, and she's popped up in some Superman stuff. But I really didn't know because it feels like maybe she changes like her role with Superman a lot. So I didn't really have like a a fondness or who idea this character is. But in this one, I thought this was giving her an issue. Really does make me feel like I know this. Like I've introduced this character in an official way now that I can speak yeah. on Lana Lang. And what I liked about this is so in this book, uh, uh, Lana is the only person other than his parents that knows he has these powers. Okay. Right. So the confidant. And right? there's this whole talk on here, but they had this childhood relationship and it starts off with like, I pictured myself, you know, getting married to Clark and having kids because we were both single kids yeah. and stuff like that. And one night he wanted to take me out into a field uh, and he had said something he wanted to, to tell me. And I thought this was it, but it was completely different. And her world just, her future just disappeared there. Right. And not like in a bad, tragic way. It's not like a trauma way. Uh, but she lifts him off, her off the ground, puts her down. He's like, I, I can't stay. He goes, these are the powers you have. Like, obviously you can't stay in Smallville. So he leaves. But unexpectedly, like she leaves too. She can't stay there. Right? She's not going right, to stay and wait, wait for him. She's not going to like hope he well, return. Yeah. Right. And I also think it was like the, uh, she couldn't stay because she wasn't going to get that future that she thought she was going to have. Right. Like yeah. that, that didn't happen. Um, so I thought that was, I, I agree with you. I think this is a, it's a, it's a good, you get to see Clark. I think you see him as a human in this one, right. Yeah. As an adult human, you get to see Clark Kent. Vulnerable. not have to be the facade. Yeah, you don't have to see the facade of Clark uh -huh. Kent, the goofy, hey, I'm pretending so no one knows I'm Superman. You get to see him just kind of be Clark Kent back in Smallville. I thought it's a really interesting thing to have him. I think it's a really interesting thing to have him go back, right? Like he has this whole incident. He feels really bad. And so he leaves being Superman for a little bit of time. I think that's a really interesting way to write this story right like is that superman because he just took off and he gave up yeah you know and lex um, has got his lex it, corpse bots taking the place of him right which is interesting which is very you know not new yeah. right it's not a new thing but it's a another way of kind of showing this story of like what is what is metropolis without him why does he need to do this, right? I think the um, Lana, the Lana story, the winner one, is really about him coming to terms with the two people, Superman and Clark, and trying to find some connection between the two of them. And so I think, yeah. like when he's a Metropolis, he's Superman, and then you know, and then in Smallville, he's Clark. But he needs to find a way to be both, right? Be comfortable with being both, yeah. 
and not be like he says at one point in that issue. He goes, "I'm just why are you back?" He goes, "I'm lonely." Yeah, and like that's well, he like doesn't a, have anybody there. Yeah, that he can talk to about it, right? Exactly, and so it's just like, oh shit, <laughs> that's like so sad to hear Superman be like, <laughs> "I'm lonely." I'm like, "Oh no, Superman, don't be lonely." Don't be lonely, Superman. Um, but I, but you, but you get that right. This whole thing of like, Superman's been gone. Where has he been? Everybody's dealing with it, and he finds himself again in Smallville. Right, that small town boy. Sometimes you got to go back and and get back to your roots. Right. So he goes back. He gets that refresher. He saves Smallville during this rainstorm, this flood. He saves his own family, and then but, he's like, "Well, crap. I can't not do this for." the people of metropolis right right yeah because he finds it's not his home anymore he mentions it he goes it's like the same but it's not the same something's off yeah right and it kind of um, ends it kind of ends there like you know there's no more seasons to it. it there was no big climactic like battle between a baddie or anything like that he returns to metropolis he saves a kid that this honestly at that point like that kid needs to fall off that building he's been up there like right? three like, times <clears throat> like hey bud bud I just need you to not do that. Yeah. Right? Um, like he needs to approach it. You know, it's like a teacher. Like the first time you're like, oh, okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same page, you know, but by the third time yeah. you're like, Hey, Kevin, your ass up here one more time. I'm dropping you. <laughs> you're, you need to be done. Um, but again, <laughs> I guess it, it sets up what could be this longer story. Like you're seeing all of the pieces, right? You're seeing what we've done is we've built a relationship between Superman and the city of Metropolis, Superman and Lois, Superman and Lex Luthor, which is really essentially the Trinity of what is Superman stories, right? right? Everything will come and go, but the, the, the interplay between Superman and Lois Lane, the interplay between Superman and Lex Luthor are always in the background of these stories, right? Even when General Zod would come and attack. Right, because like I mean, you think about it, there Lex somewhere. is building the city. Superman is protecting the city. Lois is like the objective Telling the voice, story the of voice the city, of the city, right? The story of the city. Yeah. And when you look at them, like those big things, like of course they're going to be at odds sometimes. And of course they're going to have to help each other at sometimes. And of course one of them is going to, any of those can take an evil turn and then a good turn, you know? Um, yeah. So it, it's really interesting of like, oh, what do you, what, in a, in a community, what are the key roles that need to be filled? Well, you need a builder. You need a protector. You need a storyteller. Yeah. You right. need a teacher. I like it. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk art. I mean, we've, we've done books with Tim Sale before. Um, he is his own artist i i can't there is no other comic book artist where i'm like oh they're ripping on tim sale no one does this tim sale does tim sale and that's it now this is not the tim sale of um long halloween where things are incredibly uh like they're not stretched, right? Like there's no Joker teeth in this. There's no very like yeah. exaggerated features aside from Superman's face being very tiny. Nor is it head. like the Tim sale from Spider-Man blue or daredevil right. yellow, where it's a little bit more polished uh, lines on here. This feels, um, I don't want to sound this as pejorative. It feels like you're, you're, best like the top kid in a big a big high school 
colored pencil project, you know, uh, like, or it's fantastic. That sounds, that sounds too pejorative. I think, it, I think the art in here is really good, but just in the sense of like in 1998, I wouldn't have enjoyed this in 1998. I now I had to I, learn how to yes. appreciate art like this. I really love the coloring, but I can see myself in 1998 that it doesn't look like spawn. It doesn't look like anything else out there. Yeah. Right. And so I think that would be tough, but now you see the snow and the way he colors the snow and the way that he kind of does. I mean, the way that he does really good facial acting throughout on Superman with what is probably like the least detailed Superman face on earth. Right. Like it is very much, there's not a lot there, but he manages to kind of sell Superman in so many different ways. And when he needs to be detailed, like in the flood scene, you have all of these lines and all of this detail and the rain on the window. And then when he needs to be very sparse, you get that from him with you know the sort of like like the heavy shadow of lex in the in the shadows talking to superman right or seeing superman you get all of those in here and one of the things i think is really the kind of coolest thing and i wonder how they decided how to do this because it's more color than it is the the crayon well it's yes it's more color than it is drawn is the superman streak yeah. It happens a couple times in the book where he's moving so fast that he's that blur of red, blue, yellow. Those are my blue, favorite red, panels right? that I picked out where the, where the ones with the, uh, the, it, it's, it's, it's mixed media. It doesn't, yes. like, cause this isn't digital. No. Coloring. I don't but think. But there's that. Maybe uh, it is like page, digital water. No, color, it, but no. I can't, it's gotta be real, man. Cause it's 1998. I don't think you could make you it get look. away with that. So we go to like page 67. Where Superman swooshes by and takes the gun out of that guy's hand. Um, and that streak of color. Yep. Where like we've decided not to draw Superman, but even the way the color is set, right? You get the the red of the boots, the blue of the pants, the red and the yellow of the tights, the like it is done in this very like it looks like Superman in that in that the colors have been used so well to make that happen. And then the hair, the hat flies off Luther and his hair is kind of flitting in the breeze of Superman. Um, The art is really good. I agree with you. I don't know that I would have loved it in 1998. Um, But as a, as an adult, I think through some of this, I'm like, that would be a really fun panel to have, right? This would be a fun page. Oh God. Yeah. To have that in that color. I tell you what, though, I am here for Superman in a trench coat in the rain. I am here for that shit, <laughs> dude. Like, I like, um, I'm just like, I kind of want to go back. Like, it's been a while since I, I've owned like a, a, a Superman T-shirt. Like, I certainly had yeah. one in high school. They weren't like you. You couldn't just find them everywhere. Like, you came across one, you're like, oh, okay, get this. Now they're everywhere in different colors. Like, they can't wear it. But just to have that Superman shirt underneath a brown trench coat, <laughs> woo! Uh, like it's a very, he, the, the art's very good. Yeah. He tells a very good story with it. There are times where it does feel, um, there's panels that feel rushed, but I think that that's just Tim's, that's just thin, right? Tim sales style. Right. Um, there's not, he doesn't use heavy lines. So heavy lines don't exist in a Tim sale book. 
there's very dark blacks if he needs to, but he doesn't often tell a, you know, he doesn't often use very heavy yeah, lines to outline anything. Light. Yeah. I was trying to say it sometimes it feels thin, but you're right. It's just like the, yeah, the, the lines are all just. Yeah. So, but they're not Travis hatchy Rapp. either. It's like you think people who write usually do yes. light usually do a lot of hatching and stuff like that. It's not the case. There's a very thin, very thin It's just thin like pen. he knows what he wants, but he's not like committing to it. It's just a sense of like, I'm just going to draw it. I don't have to hatch it out. I'm just going to, okay, here and then here, light lines yeah. and then colors. So I, I, there's a, go ahead. Before you get to, there's a scene that happens three times. It's drawn three times in the book where he's in bed with the window open, yeah. laying down, contemplating. Happens on page 17, page 73, and page 155. It is a very interesting, and I'm. it doesn't happen in the Lex Luthor one. And I'm bothered that it doesn't happen, unless I missed it. I don't think it happens in the Lex Luthor story. You don't get that scene um, of him kind of relaxing or contemplating in that story but it is a really kind of interesting thing to play it three times young superman superman in the midst of being superman and then clark at home right yeah coming back to smallville so you get smallville metropolis smallville and his sort of like laying down contemplating what's going on it's a really interesting like Way to show like, character change, like the room. I think rooms are a right. great way to show, like, oh, his kids' room is all messy and stuff like that. Then his Metropolis room was like, oh, it's like a bachelor, like it's all kind of neat on there. I, I don't remember the last one. I gotta get to it. it. Yeah, the last one. He's back home, and so he's like in his bedroom back uh, home as a kid. Oh yeah, I see it. Guy's dog. Yeah. And like, well, I think he's this looking is a, at that scrapbook. I think this is a great one to start on. Like, I, I was worried that, like, all right, Superman summer, first Superman book. Ah, it's gonna be a long summer. But I am, I'm already excited. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna be doing beyond my homework on this. I, I, so this I will. Off. And the next, and then in the next episode, I'm gonna talk about something that I've been reading. We're gonna uh, talk about as what my we're ex- do is, yeah as my extra Superman, just a quick blurb of what it is as we're talking about what it is. And but I'm doing I, I wanna, something I tonight con- too. I, I got it all yeah. set up that I, I want to go. Did you, consider. did you get what you want? Is this the Superman you expected? Is this the uh, Superman you expect when you read on, Honestly, I really like this. It did get me excited for Superman, but this is the Superman that I'm used to. I, I, I right. feel like I've read these Superman cover stories just for the, the, you know, we're using that as our term to describe what this yeah. is. These Superman covers a lot where it's just like, here is like a, my reset on Superman, whether it be that uh, Superman Zero or uh, Red Sun or this or uh, every television show that has to start off with the Superman origin and, and then the montage of him growing up and stuff like that. So I think this is one of the best well done one uh, done of those. Uh, with the art style, it's truncated storytelling, the different narrations. It allowed me to yeah. kind of um, compartmentalize the key characters in Superman's life. Like, okay, this is Lois Lane. Yep, that feels familiar. This is Pa Kent. That feels familiar. Lex feels familiar. Ooh, Lana, I don't know about her. Now I got her in my my Rolodex of Superman characters. Um, but yeah, so it is, this is, this is kind of what I expected, but like on a, on a really good level. I... I'm still looking forward to seeing if 
in our Superman discoveries if I see someone nail Superman first person. Like, who, how yeah. do you see his voice? His voice is Superman. His voice is Clark Kent. I, I, I don't have an ear for that. I have an ear for Batman. I'm like, oh, that's Batman. That's a good Batman. That's yeah. a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I don't have uh, 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 an ear for what is an attuned-in Superman voice. Yeah, I I I agree with you. I think this is the uh, this was a really great start because it is that okay. Here's Superman. Here is the core of him, his family, his city, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor. <clears throat> The 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 foundation for any other Superman story you want to tell, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale have given it to you right here. Um, now we're not only reading Superman; we're watching Superman. We're reading some Supergirl. We're going to read some, Jimmy you know, Olsen. some Jimmy Olsen. So we're, I I want to see. I think Supergirl will be the biggest outlier because she is not Superman, right? She is not Metropolis. She is not that core of it. But I wonder what is what translates between them well what we so don't I think that'll what, be an interesting what, one to read what we don't get in this book is we don't get the that alien superman we don't get that right. that that connection to krypton which i think maybe supergirl might maybe it might and depending what version we're going to be looking at here yeah. uh and then we're i think next week we're gonna be looking at a cartoon that might give yeah. us some of that extraterrestrial that, right that so on at. the next on the next episode, folks, you tune in. We're going to talk uh, Superman, the animated adventures, I think is what it's called. I can't, but it's a nine. It's, it's the kind of Bruce Tim style Batman or Superman. It came out the same time as or a little after that Batman one. We watched the first three episodes, which are kind of the intro story. Yeah, it's a there's good, a, there's bat, a lot of them. Superman this one's just called the Superman, the animated series, often shortened to Superman, the animated Yeah. Yeah, so much like Batman, the animated series, it feels very much like that. The art style is very much like that. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, uh, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. You can find the podcast at comicexposure.com or on your favorite podcast app. You're, of course, listening to it on one of those right now. But if you're like, man, I've given up on Apple Podcasts. I really wish I could listen to this on Spotify. Guess what? It's there. Or if you're on Spotify and you miss it because you normally listen to your podcast on Apple, we are there as well. I think we're on uh, the Google. You can probably find it there on on Google Podcasts or wherever you you go. I don't know. We're we're linked to places. Go give it a listen. It is a summer. We're supermanning it up uh, on the table for the rest of the books. We're going to read Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. We're going to read Jimmy Olsen, The Matt Fraction uh, Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal. And then uh, we are reading, I don't remember what the other Superman book we're reading. Uh, all Superman. Star, no, all Star stars. No, not all stars. Star Superman. We decided not to do that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it is. Uh, do I have it written down? Superman something. It's the Tom Tom King one. No, that's the Tom King did Supergirl. Oh, it's not the Tom. It's not the Tom King one. <laughs> time. I don't know what it is, but it's it's a kind of ubiquitous ubiquitous Superman story that we're gonna read. It's not All Star Superman. It is something different, and I can't remember. But we'll talk it's about it. On the space next space in the title. I feel like. Oh yeah, Space Age. Superman Space yeah. Age. So yeah, so we're gonna read Superman Space Age, which takes Superman and stretches him out over real time, right? So we'll see what that feels like, what that looks like. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next trade.